Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. marching toward episode 100 it looks like another quarter and we'll be there so we will be we will be and then you're buying cake okay then i'll buy cake and we'll make a big deal out of it take you know take pictures and all that stuff anyway well uh anyway just get people out there uh, let them know that we're still going and we're going strong and i hear more people listening every day and it's exciting to hear it and and uh so our people are doing their job out there. They're actually inviting more and more people by Facebook and Twitter and text and all those things to come on out and listen to us. So it's a good thing. Good thing. Well, um, today we're going to be talking about an issue that people know they need more of, but are really not willing to, mm-hmm. uh, how do you say it? For instance, one person said, you know, I, I really need help with self-control, but I I just don't think I'm going to be able to be there this week. Yeah, right, <laughs> they really right. said that. So, mm. um, you know, self control is one of those issues that, and it's interesting that it uses that word when it talks about fruit of the spirit. Yeah, and I know that you're going to, we're going to deal with some of that, but you know, it's it's, it's more than just self control because self control in and of itself is not. We have a hard time to control ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I hope that today we're going to be able to dig into it and find out what it really means to have self control mm. controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, yeah. So we have made it to the end of our fruit of fruit of the spirit series. I was having a hard time getting that out. We ended this past Sunday talking about uh, self control, mm-hmm. and and so if you're part of the Northwood family, hopefully this has been a blessing to you and a help to you. Uh, but we we've tried to use these podcast episodes just as a a follow up to the messages and give some more practical tips, if you will, or some more application to help you to grow in these different character qualities of Christ. And mm-hmm. so here we are, we're at the end, we're at self-control and it's, it's hard to be self-controlled, right? Yeah. Especially Cer- right now. Thing. Yeah. It's just, because right uh, now we're in Mardi Gras season. Oh, I, I didn't even yeah, think of that. Which see, means lots of king cake ice cream. <laughs> lots of king cake for a lot of people. King cake donuts. Yeah. What else I've seen? King cake. All kind of king cake. All kind everything. of king cake. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing to find right now is king cake ice cream. I have had a couple king cakes. I had a, we have a, a lady in our church who is from Mississippi. So she's from king cake country as mm-hmm. well. And man, she makes a good king cake. So my son made his first king cake this week. Ben son. down oh, in Oh, because he's in New Orleans. In, yeah, yeah. He, How'd it he, turn out? It looked good. He didn't send any to you, did he? No. You know, you can get those things and have them overnight to you from New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Overnighted? Overnighted, yes. You, can, they will send it to you. You will open your so, UPS will bring it to your door. You open it up, and it's still hot. So if you have no self control, you can get it overnight. You can get it overnight. It's like sixty bucks. If you I mean, have it's not, to have it now, they, you can get overnighted. Yeah. Amazing, right? Well, there you go. But we don't have to because we have a lady in our church who makes uh, to die for king cake, and so we've had that. We've had. Uh, let's see. We've been gone by. I've gone by the Piggly Wiggly in the Publix probably about twenty times in the last month. Pick up king cake ice cream. <laughs> And then on top of that, oh, oh, man, uh, it's Easter season. You yeah. know what Easter season means? Tell me. Jelly beans. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, oh yeah, jelly beans. jelly beans in the basket. I didn't. Well, jelly beans in it's the been basket. been a long time since I've done the basket I don't thing. Know, I, I, I made a jelly bean run yesterday. <laughs> I like you? some jelly beans, man. I like the uh, the really fancy ones. Yeah, the jelly bellies. There you go. Yeah, the jelly they're, they're bellies like $45 are $45 a bag. I know, so I don't get, there's a whole but lot. it's worth it. I like the cheap ones, just the regular cheap 
jelly beans that have no flavor at all. They're just pure, pure sugar. Those yep. are great. That's right. That's exactly right. They so yeah, all flavor. that to say, it's a hard time to have self-control right now because there's lots of stuff I want to eat mm. that's not good for me. But we struggle with things other than that. There's yes, all kinds of things that we struggle to have control over. And, and we're a people because of our sinful nature, uh, because of, of, you know, just the way we're wired. We're people who are given over to the appetites mm-hmm. of the flesh and we don't do a very good job of self-control. Yeah, I, I, we often wish that we were better at it. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we're going to look at five ways then, if we can, uh, that we can get self-control, that we can grow in self-control is okay. probably a better term. Okay. So, and, let, um, before we do that, let's yeah. make sure we have the definition okay. of self-control down. Yeah, let's the table, do that. Right? We talked about this Sunday morning, but let's kind of review. So, when you think about self-control, self-control is allowing the strength of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this in a moment. It's allowing the strength of the spirit to give you sound judgment to control your desires, appetites, thoughts, emotions, and actions. Because if you give in to everything your heart desires, what will happen? You'll suffer the consequences of Probably some doing, bad stuff. Yeah, lots I mean, of bad stuff. You, you can't give in to everything your heart desires. I mean, your, your heart's fickle. Your heart doesn't want what's good for you. Your heart wants what's good in, for you in the moment. And so just understanding that if, if, if you give in to every desire you have, if mm-hmm. you give in to every temptation, whatever the case may be, it's going to lead you down a path that is not good for you or your soul. And so self-control, it's, it's allowing the spirit of God to uh, strengthen you so that you, you have sound judgment. You know what's wise, you know what's unwise, and you consistently begin to choose what's wise and say no to those things that are unwise and, and harmful for you. So that, that's self-control. And so we got to grow in it. And so we're going to talk about five ways. Five ways we can do that. And I think there's three things that have destroyed our ability to do self-control these days. One is Netflix. One is, uh, I had them anyway, Netflix credit cards. That was a credit second credit cards. Cause if you want it, you can get it then. right now. So, uh, and then the third one of course has to do with computer, you know, the yeah. computer instant access. Everything, everything is accessible instantly now. Yeah. So it's not just food at all. Yeah, Actually, some of the most destructive things are found in, uh, elsewhere other than food. Absolutely. But. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's start the process. Uh, number one, know that to be self-controlled is to ultimately be spirit controlled. Yeah. Yeah. So it is interesting pops that when you read uh, the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. that, that Paul includes self-control in that list. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not the only place in the Bible that we read of self-control. Uh, self-control is uh, used a few times, but but it's interesting because when you think about self-control, you and I know from experience that we need a lot of help to be what we would call self-controlled. Mm-hmm. That given to our own devices, we, we, we give in to what we want. We're not very self-controlled. And so we really do need the Spirit's help. Mm-hmm. And so, so Paul calls it self-control and, and rightly so, but if you think about it, it really is being spirit controlled that, that the more you allow the spirit to control your life, the more you are able to say no to mm-hmm. the desires of the flesh and yes to the desires of God. And so, so it's learning how to be full of the spirit. In fact, we, we've been calling this, uh, we're not, we don't call this, but we read the Bible and we read the verse. It is the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. These are the things that the spirit develops in you. So the spirit develops and you self-control as you submit to him. And so, so in the passage we looked at Sunday, we looked at uh, the temptation of Jesus and how uh, right after Jesus was baptized, he went, he went head to head with Satan himself there in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days. Um, spiritually, uh, Jesus was, um, he had been in the presence of the father 40 days, mm-hmm. but physically he had been without food. And so just, just the, um, the physical condition he was in yet with able to withstand 
the enemy. And in the passage, if you remember, Trey, it said a couple things. One, that he was led by the Spirit into yeah, the wilderness. Yeah, he was. This was, this was, you know, the Which design is always of a God. Big, it's a big deal. You know, we had that yeah. discussion in theology and in Bible classes, you know. Yeah, and it's huge. He was led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. but the passage also says that he was full of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Jesus' whole ministry was full of the Spirit. And so, therefore, to, to be able to overcome the attacks of the enemy, we must be full, full of, the of the Spirit. Yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think it means to be full of the Spirit, Trey? I mean, number one word is control, but to, uh, I think we have to be uh, confessed up. Yeah. We have to confess our sin. Yeah. Uh, cleanse ourselves. And then, uh, you know, we have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and just say, Lord, uh, control me. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of it. And and I think it's an ongoing process. I don't it think is an you ongoing can, process. You can't be filled with the Spirit one time and think it's going to work for right, the rest of your life. Right, right, So, I mean, the, the kind of the, the, the passage we often think of when we think about being full of the Spirit is Ephesians 5.18, where Paul says, do not be drunk with wine, but be full of, of the, the Spirit. Spirit. And the verb there, be full, that, that verb tense, it is, it is, is, it is a present. It's a continuous type mm-hmm. thing. It's not get it once. It's, you know, all the time. This is what we're striving for, to be full of the Spirit. And you can only be full of the Spirit when you empty yourself of other things, right? When yeah. you empty yourself of, of the sin or of, you know. Of the self. Of the self, yeah. right? I mean, so so it is, being a full of the Spirit is, is, like you said, Trey, it's daily asking God's Spirit to fill you, to give you wisdom, to empower you to make those wise choices. Mm-hmm. It's daily confessing that you're not where you need to be and seeking His help. And that that's a daily process. And so if we're not willing to put in the daily work to be full of the Spirit, we're not going to experience mm-hmm. that fullness, and we will not grow in self-control. And so when you think about self-control, it's ultimately, ultimately being controlled by the Spirit as you submit to Him in every area of your life. You know, in my life, it's always been, sometimes just more than once, because, you know, there's times in my life, and I'm sure you've been there, where you have to confess more than once yeah, a day. Absolutely. And so when the sin comes, the Spirit goes. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the fullness of the Spirit goes. And so I'd say, you ask forgiveness and keep that short account list, and then you just go back right back and say, Lord, fill me with yeah. your Spirit. To that's the thing, you. Trey. I don't, I don't think, we talk about these things a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't think on a daily basis we're aware of the, the spiritual dynamic that must take place in our lives. We're really going to experience these things. There really is a Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And there really is a Holy Spirit who wants to empower you, but you got to choose it. You've got to be able to submit to the work that he wants to do. Amen. All right. Well, we know that to be self-controlled, we are ultimately spirit-controlled. Number two, we know that there is no shortcut to growing in self-control. No. Or are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. And that's what we want. We want kind of an instant Christianity where everything works out oh, yeah. immediately that, you know, we're, we're who God wants us to be overnight. And it just doesn't work that way. There are no shortcuts to becoming a person of self-control. It, it's, it's being spirit-controlled. It's allowing the spirit to fill us. But it is a lifelong process, and there are ups and downs along the mm-hmm. way. You think about a couple of verses. One, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, Paul says this, Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. There's this idea of wow. control, right? Strict under control. strict control so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And so this is awareness that, that for, for Paul, you know, I discipline my body. I discipline. I'm bringing it under control. Mm-hmm. And so it's a day, again, it's a daily process. It's working the spiritual disciplines, you know, the prayer and the study of the word and being community with other people. I mean, all those things, I mean, you just must take place over and over and over again. If you're going to grow in self-control, there are no shortcuts to it. Yeah. And, and for Paul, I mean, he, he knows this. 
on the one hand, Paul says, listen, I mean, I, I, I discipline my body, so I'm not disqualified. But then you get to places like Romans 7, where Paul says what? Man, I've messed <laughs> no. up a whole lot. I know. It's I, amazing when yeah, you think about what he I, says I, there I, in I 7. I don't do the things I yeah. want to do. I find myself doing the things I don't want to do. I don't do this. I don't do that. I do this. I don't do that. I mean, he just goes through this list, right, of, mm-hmm. of I, my heart is set on doing the right thing, but I just can't do it. And so Paul, even though he says, listen, I, I discipline my body, he still struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all of us. We, we see victory. We see, we see growth, but you know, the reality is, is we're always going to have a sinful flesh that that desires the Mm. things of the flesh. And so it's just not going to happen overnight. You know, that that's not an excuse to give into the flesh, but it's also some hope Mm -hmm. I know you're not where you want to be today. Keep on fighting. Do you, you think, get there. do you think that self-control is also, you know, we, we, we talk about the temptations and we're going to do that in just a minute, but, but, you know, also uh, when you talk about the spiritual disciplines, there are things that we do because we, sometimes you just should, let's yeah. say we read our Bible every morning when I get up at six in the morning, I don't necessarily feel yeah. like, oh boy, this is the greatest thing ever. A lot of times I do, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So the self-control is also the positive where we say, okay, God, this is how you want me to live, not what you don't want me to do yeah. as well, yeah. right? Well, the, 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 the reality is, and you know this, Trey, you know it with your, with your spiritual disciplines of reading the Bible, you know it with just the disciplines of life in general. Mm-hmm. The more you do things, the more it becomes a part of who you are I agree. and the more you mm-hmm. desire it. Yeah. And, and when I get up to read scripture every day, there are lots of days where I just don't feel like I've had, you know, this supernatural experience with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There are those times that I feel like I do, and those are sweet and precious times. Mm-hmm. But there are other times I don't feel that way. And I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the process. But, but even on those days where I don't feel like in that moment I've had this supernatural experience mm-hmm. with the Lord— it doesn't mean I haven't been in his presence. Mm-hmm. I have oh, been. Oh, I agree. And I he agree. has been nurturing my soul and feeding me. I might not have felt it, all right? I had the feeling I wanted, but I'm still being fed the word of God. Amen. And, and the more I feed myself the word of God, the more I'm able to respond like Jesus did, you know, when he was tempted. The more I'm able to respond with the word in situations that are tempting. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so it's, it's working those disciplines, knowing that they will over time grow you in self-control and, and, and it's, you know, learning to constantly say no to sin. And that's hard, but the more you say no to sin, the more natural it becomes mm-hmm. to say no to sin. And then the more you want to say no to sin. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. right now there, there might be some sins that you're struggling with that you don't want to say no to mm-hmm. do it anyway. Do it just because anyway. you should. Because you know it's the right thing to do. And then over time, watch how God changes your heart's desires, and he gives you that real desire for righteousness and holiness, and then you do it because it's just who you are in Christ. You see what I'm saying? And so, so you know, it's always right to do the right thing, Amen. regardless of how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's what you want to do in that moment or not. It's always right to do the right thing. It's always right to say no to sin. It's always right to practice self-control, even if you don't want to, mm-hmm. because the more you do it, the more God is going to change that heart and change your desires. And the more you're going to want to do it. Right. And yeah, exactly. And I think the whole point is that we, that's why we've got to continue on. Yeah. You know, we can't give up. And that leads us to point number three, which is, and this is a tough one to say, because know that temptation is never going away. Yeah, That's why you're always going to struggle yeah. with self-control. 
because the enticement of sin is not mm. going away. Every day of your life, you're going to be tempted, right? Um, and so, so one, we, we know that being tempted is not the same thing as sinning, right? Sin is when you give in to the temptation, yes. when you choose to take the bait, if you will. Uh, so, so temptation is not the same as sinning. Uh, so you should not feel guilty about being tempted. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people are, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not the same thing as sinning. So you I can't believe I would even yeah, think that. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, I've that's heard those words. That's probably inhuman. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Following, we, can't, we can't help that. But, 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 but what you can do in that temptation is, again, exercise that self-control. So uh, there's a passage of scripture that most of us know well. It comes from 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. Paul says this, and we, we kind of mess this verse up sometimes, don't we? No temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. Mm. We'll take that verse and say what? God will never give you more than you can handle. Yeah, and he doesn't make a, where, you know, he closes the door, he opens yeah, a window, yeah, and you'll that, get a way out and where, where all that these come things, from? you know. That, that, that's not even what the passage says, but we'll take it. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how we've paraphrased yeah, it. But he yeah. said, listen, no temptation has come upon you except what is common in humanity. In other words, we all go through it. We struggle with it. We all go through temptation. We've, we've all been there, right? And so, so, you know, it's not going away. And then also knowing where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Where does temptation come from? We want to blame the devil. It and, usually comes, James says, it James comes says from it within comes us. James says it comes from within us. Now, yeah, now what, the, what the enemy will do, what the enemy will do, and, and, and we looked at the um, story of Jesus in the wilderness. This is, Jesus is different than us, obviously. He, he's perfect. There were not evil, sinful desires in him. So it's a bit different, obviously, mm-hmm. for us. But, but, you know, oftentimes what... Uh, the enemy will do, he will take those evil desires that are already inside of us and then he will use them as mm-hmm. bait. Mm-hmm. But but the temptation, or James is real clear, right? He says that um, when you're tempted, don't say I'm being tempted by God in James 1, 13 through 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. You're tempted when you are drawn away and enticed by your own evil desire. Mm. I mean, it's just, again, I mean, what, what, what the scripture is reminding us is that, man, to the core of who we are, uh, there is a sin problem. Mm-hmm. And because there's a sin problem, we have a hard time exercising that self-control. And so just know that that's part of the process. Don't feel guilty when you're tempted. Uh, you know, you, you should be convicted when you give into that sin. But just know that's part of the process is, is, is growing in such a way that when temptation comes, you're able to say like Jesus, no. Mm-hmm. You're able to recall scripture or the promises of God and say, you know what? What God has for me is far better. I'm not giving in to that temptation. I'm going to exercise mm-hmm. self-control and say no. I think a lot of just recognition of where the temptation comes from yeah. and the, the temptation is there and, and not putting it off. I yeah. think we always want to put it off on the devil. Well, the yeah. devil, and I know there was a funny show a long time ago and they used to say the devil made me do it. That was you back know? in your day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the whole thing is though, but that, that is actually translated. So many people say, well, that old devil, you know, he just really got into me and made me, no, it was probably yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you were really, it was, it was our issue, you know, and to somehow think that some, that Satan himself had to come and make you do that is probably, uh, probably not real. That's right. uh, Anyway, not that the devil's not real. He is, but, um, no, Sam, gotcha. Okay. Got me. Uh, so we know the temptation is never going away, which is kind of discouraging, but it it is a wake up call. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then fourth, that we are constantly aware of our weakest areas. Yeah. And I think this is why we struggle with self-control is because we're not honest with ourselves about where we're weak. Mm -hmm. And so we constantly get into the same old things because 
we've never taken the time to address, okay, I really struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I really struggle with lust. So mm-hmm. I need to ask for the Spirit's help in this area. And and so I can have the ability to say no in this area. Yeah. I really struggle with gossip or I really struggle with anger and giving into anger or the case may be. It's just identifying, okay, if, if I'm tempted in this area, I'm more likely to give in to sin than if I'm tempted in this area. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. And so so just being honest about yourself, about what your struggles are, and then confessing that to somebody else. We talked about Sunday, just this idea of accountability. Yeah. That if you're going to grow in self-control, you have to have accountability. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone that that's holding you to task and reminding you about the commitment you've made to follow Jesus and to grow in certain areas of your walk with him. And so, so it, it really is identifying where your weaknesses are, knowing those places where if you're tempted to sin, you'll likely give in. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you're really asking God to help deliver you from that specific area of weakness. Amen. You know, I think uh, we do discipleship here at our church. I know we do, but I think that people don't understand the importance in discipleship of being accountable. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we have, we have it built into our groups mm-hmm. here at Northwood that we are accountable to one another, yeah. whether yeah. it's the spiritual disciplines or if we're having lust issues or we're, you know, doing things we shouldn't do. And we say, Hey, listen, I need your help here. You know, this is where I'm struggling. Those are huge, important things yeah. that we need to have those kind of people around us. that are going to be those kind of people that build us up and help us through those difficult times yeah. and we can yeah. contact. So you will never overcome sin alone. Mm. I agree. You swallow. Because if you're all alone, accountable to nobody, then then, then why would you? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because you know, um, and, and when we're all alone and we don't have people speaking into our lives a truth, or we don't allow people to speak hold into us account- our lives, right? yeah. we don't allow people to hold us accountable. You know, we begin also to think, well, God doesn't see me either. Mm. We we forget we forget about the nature of God and and who He is and um, you know what our sin is before him. And so, so yeah, just, man, it, it's huge to, to be in those accountable relationships. And I will say for those of us that are married, we also need to be accountable to our wives slash husbands. Absolutely. So as we talked about recently, you know, our, my wife is able to, she can anytime she wants get, grab my phone, grab my computer, yeah. go through my yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And she can say, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And she, she trusts me as you said, so yeah. she doesn't do that. Yeah. That I never know if she's ever done it, but she's welcome to right, anytime. Right. And I want—I've actually asked her to, you know, make sure that there, you know, that something's not weird on yeah, this. So there's there's something about allowing a few people in to your life mm-hmm. where you allow your life to be an open book to mm-hmm. them. I agree. That there's no area of your life that is off limits. Amen. To those couple of people, Amen. and that's that's of huge importance, and that's going to help you to grow in self control when you let some other people in. Uh, to fight the battle with you. Um, in, the, in, in the Old Testament, we had a man named Joseph that uh, had some ways that he dealt with this. Yeah. And uh, what, the first one starts with the R and ends with the un, you know, run. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> so, the thing, right? We, we kind of forget those scriptures. I mean, it, with Joseph, when he was in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife tempted him mm-hmm. to, to, to uh, you know, sleep with her, he just ran. Yeah. Go. And that's right? okay. And that's good. And so that's the thing is it's, it's identifying those, and I don't know if that was a weak area for David. He was just a man of integrity. But for yeah. those, uh, those of us who know what our weak areas are, mm-hmm. that when we see, you know, those tendencies for temptation pop up, we just run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have a couple of scriptures. You have like Second Timothy 2.22 where Paul says, flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness. 
Um, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, so then my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Several times in the New Testament, you, you have Paul saying this very word, flee, flee. When, when the temptation comes, right? When the, you see, you know, the, the presence of sin, get out of it, go, move, run, flee. I was actually in a situation like that. Mm. Somebody was trying to get me to go get drunk. Yeah. And I, I've never drank a day in my life, but that's what they were trying to do. And I was on my BMX bike and I literally got out of there mm. on my BMX bike. Mm. It was when I was like 16 or 17, but I mean, I was out of there as fast yeah, as I could yeah, go. Yeah. And I know they made fun of me from that point on at school, you know, Oh, look at him run. He's, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, but I didn't care, you know, cause it was more important to be a man of integrity and to do yeah. the things that I said I was going to do rather than give in, you yeah. know? Yeah. See, there's and, some of us need to learn how to run from sin instead of running to sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, the fifth one, and I think it's kind of obvious, but uh, I think it still needs to be said. And that is number five, don't give up. Yeah. Walking with Jesus is a lifelong process. Growing in him, being sanctified, learning to be self-controlled is a lifelong process. And, and this is what we said Sunday, and I think we need to say it again. Um, what happens for many of us when, when it comes to these sinful areas, whether it's lust or um, you know, the way we use our, our words, gossip, slander, um, laziness, mm-hmm. whatever the case might be, when, when confronted by a holy God who says, I want you to change and not live that way, we oftentimes say, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I can't change. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, that's wrong. Because if it's true that you're a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. then the Spirit of God lives inside of you. So you can. That's right. It's not that you can't. It's that you won't. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it boils down to. We say, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. God says, nah, it's not that you can't. It's that you're just refusing to. You won't do it. And so so it's, it's learning to not give up, to persevere, to know that, that God is at work in you. Quit saying to him, I can't. And start saying to God, God, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. But you can. You, you can, can help me overcome. You can through me. And I can me. grow in self-control. I can be spirit-controlled and say no to the temptation that comes my way. You know, right now, there's people that are listening right at this moment mm-hmm. that uh, just before they got on here, they were either messing with something or they were thinking about messing with something, whatever it is. And uh, so they're there. What would be that, what could we they use, I guess, to say, okay, I'm going to stop right now. I'm not going to go there again, yeah. or I'm after this podcast, I'm not going to go do that, whatever it was, or the opposite. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of give them a, a, a breakdown how they would get through that. Well, Paul would say one word, flee, okay, run, right? So, so for you, that might mean that when this episode is over, you change direction. If, mm-hmm. if, if, if you're in your home, for example, and let's mm-hmm. just use this for an example, if you're in your home right now and there's that strong, you're alone. There's that strong temptation to get on your phone Mm -hmm. and to look at pornography, for example, put your phone down, go outside, go for a walk. There you go. Walk as long as you can until your mind's off. Or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's just, it's just those practical things that that's fleeing. I want to get a completely away from this. You know, um, if it's a temptation to, um, um, you know, join into a conversation where you're going to put people down. Mm-hmm. Don't get into that conversation. Walk away. Go go find somewhere else to go. It's just, it's, it's fleeing. That's Paul's instruction. It sounds so simple and so basic, but that's what works. Get away from it. Stop. Go. Go another direction. And if the Spirit lives inside of you, you can do that. 
Sometimes I think you uh, you don't even need to ask for the spirit's control. Sometimes no, just, you just need to go. Go. I mean, just, just get out of there. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever the situation is. And the more you learn how to do that, the easier it's going to become. As with everything we do, right? Absolutely. You know, do but it you more. Start doing it. You do it more, doing not it. less. Yeah. In the words of Nike, just do it. Just do it. Amen. There you go. Okay. Well, Pastor, this has been a great thirty minutes, and I hope that it's impacted some of their, some of our people's lives, and if not most, and uh, we will be those people of yeah. self control, yeah. controlled by the Spirit of God. So, why don't you close us out as we get ready for next week? Yeah, I do hope that this uh, podcast today has been helpful for you, and I do hope and pray that you will be a person who grows in self control. If you have not, I encourage you to go to our website, northwoodbaptist.com, and you can go back and listen to those messages on the fruit of the Spirit. I think those might help you uh, to, to know what it looks like to, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. And if you have not done so, we want to encourage you right now to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That always helps. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life 